Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. This is hour number two of Oilers Now. Uh, we will be getting to you momentarily. Uh, but coming up in the second hour of Oilers Now, which is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, trusted by 630 Chad, visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. Kurt Hill, in 39 seconds' time, the president and general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, who are 8-0-1 in their last nine games. They're leading the Western Hockey League in goals. We will go interactive on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. And... And I think uh, Mr. Escott is going to make me a happy man here. That is one of my favorite songs by YouTube of all time. And we will go to our Heartland 4 tax line at 630-630 with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. Heartland Ford, and they're one of the largest Ford dealers in the province of Alberta, experienced the difference out in Fort Saskatchewan at Heartland Ford. We're going to get to that at about uh, 120 because lots of you have a lot of thoughts on... The Edmonton Oilers loading it up and going Leon Dreisaitl with Connor McDavid. The Oilers blowing out the Montreal Canadiens 6-2 to last night. Guests on the show received gift cards to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton, South Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. As promised, uh, each week uh, we hook up with either Kurt Hill, the president GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings, or Brad Lauer, the head coach. The Edmonton Oil Kings are 8-0-1 in their last nine games, and they're doing so without two of their top four defensemen. But they can score, and they've got some offensive uh, mojo going right now. Trey Fix-Wolanski has 27 points in his last 10 games. To talk about the Oil Kings, the aforementioned Kurt Hill. Hello, Kurt. How are you? Hey, Bob. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Anybody tell you it was going to be this easy or what? <laughs> well, no. You know what? We knew that uh, we had a lot of good players here in our organization. We knew we had a lot of older guys that we just had to get their confidence back up, and uh, a lot of them are... We have found their way back again, and they're they're playing real well right now. For sure. Well, well it, I mean, you know, I, I like to think that I have a pulse on uh, three leagues for sure that are connected to Edmonton. Obviously, I look, I'm an analyst that do the order games. I got to know the NHL. Uh, I've got a lot of guys I know around the Western Hockey League from over the years, and I, you know, I thought your group was probably. Um, Three quarters, you know, it would take three quarters of a year before you'd start to see some real progression and growth. I, I don't think I saw you guys being quite where you're at right now, 
so tell me, is it uh, a byproduct that maybe there's some other teams that are in down cycles? Have you guys accelerated the process with your cycle? Is it something that Brad Lauer has done because this team is scoring on a level that I think was hopeful for many at the start of the year? Uh, hopeful, but right now hope is coming to reality. So why is that the case? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different factors for sure with the new coaching staff and they've brought in a whole new element and you know brad's just so exceptional with the players right now and and the way that he conveys the message and teaches these guys on a daily basis i don't think our guys ever really go out there and are scared to make mistakes you know they just are buying into our team system and, and buying into what they got to do to be a successful group which you know i think a part of it too is it wasn't nice when we were on that u.s road trip but there was a lot of people around the, the business that have been around for a long time that said no matter what happens on that trip, and we didn't win a game, we came back. They said everybody's going to come back a better player, and it seemed like ever since we've come back from that trip, our team, yeah, you know, we have been a better team. You only had really the one tough game, which was in Portland, and they're they're a talented team. They always are. Uh, they get a disproportionate amount of American players uh, to their program than other teams in the WHL, but. You went there and you lost. I don't know if people are aware of this, but we'll educate. I mean, you didn't have Matt Robertson, who's going to go in the first round of the w- of the NHL draft this year, and you haven't had Will Worm for weeks. So that's two of your top four guys. Now you got Matt Robertson back, but now you got another injury. Jackson Alexander, who played for Manny Viveros last year in Swift, you picked him up in a in a big deal at the start of the year. He, so the fact that you've done this without having basically two of your top four defensemen for about the last month. Uh, you know, I, that, that's got to speak something uh, to some of the work that's being done there with your young D. Oh, for sure they do. Our young D, have, they've come a long way early in the season, as we have seen here. And I think just their little attention to details, and, you know, knowing when to chip pucks out instead of having to try to make a play all the time. Like, I know Brad talks to them all the time. There's nothing wrong with punting the puck out and just putting it to the neutral zone, and we'll figure it out from there. And, you know, our, our team, especially with how many road games we've had so far, we've, you know, we've found a way to, to make some of those easier decisions on the road. And, uh, you know, one other thing that speaks volumes is the two 20-year-old players that are here right now. And, you know, they had, had maybe scaled out a little bit in the places they were before and have come here and been rejuvenated with life. And they've just been exceptional here with teaching our young guys um, on how to do the right things every day as well. Um, you know, Brett Leeson's having an incredible year in Prince Albert. Uh, I did his father's games, uh, Daryl, when he was a quarterback in, in university football. He was an exceptional athlete, uh, made the Eskimos in 1995 out of junior football. I, it, there's some debate right now if Brett's the best player in the WHL, but Fix Molanski's got 27 points in 10 games. I mean, he's on an incredible heater right now, isn't he, Kurt? Oh, he's been exceptional. You know, I knew we knew he was going to be an exceptional talent that we had here with just the production he's put up the last couple of years. But uh, with him getting drafted last year to uh, Columbus in the seventh round, you know, I think he really started to take things even more serious. He had an exceptional summer in the gym, you know, getting down 10 to 15 pounds and just came into the season with a whole new attitude. And I think he just he's shedding a little bit of that weight and the amount of speed that he generates now and combined with that skill has really just made him take the next step. And, and yeah, he's I mean, every night when you're a guy's putting at least two points up for you, you're not going to be upset with that. Brett Kemp has 15 goals. Uh, he was a player picked up a couple years ago in a deal that Randy Hatch made, and it was a tough trade because the team was basically pulling the shoot at that stage. Uh, Aaron Irving getting moved to Everett. He was the team captain. Uh, is Kemp finally realizing some of that potential that a lot of people had for him? He's a right-shot center with some skill, went right through the draft last year. If he keeps this up, there's no way he's going through the draft this year. 
No, and it was with Brad. I think it's, we've had that conversation with him a lot. I know Brad talks to him all the time, and you know he's got exceptional talent. He's a guy that can be drafted for sure. And the knock that there's been out there at the NHL scouts is his consistency level. Like, you know, you see it one night, and then you come to three more games, and you don't see it. But you know, it seems that uh, he's taking things a little bit more serious, and he's been even more consistent. We saw some a little bit earlier in the year here. He would sit to a second nights off. Just right now, he seems to to be in a pretty good role with Trey and uh, his line, and. He's uh, becoming more of a complete player, that's for sure. We're joined right now by Kurt Hill. He is the president and general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Last year, he was a scout for the Chicago Blackhawks in the National Hockey League. Um, Matt Matthew Robertson, he's put up some pretty solid numbers. I know, you know, anywhere from, say, I don't know, 12 to 24, sort of depending upon who's put the list out. Um, this this is a guy that, you know, teams covet, right? A six foot one. 200-pound guy. Give me your thoughts on his ability to move the puck and transition and skate because, you know, in the new NHL, that's the deal. Yeah, no, he's, he's great moving the puck. You know, he handles the puck so well is one thing I think a lot of people don't realize. And, you know, sometimes he, since he does handle the puck so well, he almost handles it a little bit too much. But he's, a, he's definitely a guy that is able to get up the ice quick with his speed. He's such a tall guy with such a lanky stride and his ability to get up and join the rush. He's got some offensive instincts that way, and it's shown that at different stages in the year. So he's um, come around a long way, too, with his defensive play with our group, with us having two pretty significant injuries. He's a guy out there that's playing 30, close to 30 a night right now, and he hasn't missed a stride. So, um, you know, I think with Matthew, one of the best things about him is that he's got so much upside still, and he's a guy that comes to the rink every day, and he doesn't think he knows it all. He's, he's learning from Brad more and more, and Luke, and He's willing to uh, make changes to his game to become a better player. You said something there, Kurt. You said that the players aren't afraid to make mistakes. Can you shed some uh, more insight on that for us? Yeah, well, in junior hockey, I think a lot of the times guys do make turnovers at the blue line, and they do make mistakes in the defensive zone, and we give up a goal, or they're not in, running the right right route on the penalty kill or power play. And, you know, it's, for these guys, it's, you know, there's a lot of changes going on in their lives, and... Um, being away from home and a lot of the different factors that they deal with, and they're just young kids, and I think they're, it's pretty refreshing for them to know that, you know, when they when they do make a mistake out there, sometimes they're not going to come to the bench and and you know hear it from the coach, and you know I think sometimes it's just the coach looking at you, you know, you made the mistake, and you're he's sending you right back out there ten seconds later, and you're getting that opportunity to do it again. So I think it's an issue if you're continually doing it, but I think guys are kept accountable here by Brad, but they're also not afraid to make mistakes. A lot of our goals come off creativity because. We're trying to do things, which is an exciting time for our team when we're, when we're trying to make things happen. Sometimes that results in us giving up chances, but when we're scoring at the rate we're scoring, with, we're, we're okay with us uh, making the odd mistake to create offense. How long has it been since you played in the league? Like 10 years, 11 years? Yeah, 10 years. All right, so how different now is the messaging for players than it was back in the mid-2000s? It's a lot different. I think, the, I think you continue, the repetition is still there with players, and I just I know in junior there's so much repetition on routes and so much repetition on getting the puck at the wall. It seems like it takes time for that to get through. But, I mean, some of the messaging behind finishing checks and, and getting to the gritty areas, it's, the game's changed a lot. Like, it's not necessarily you having to go out there and run a guy through the boards anymore. It's just, hey, you know what, if you're not, not the biggest guy, you just have to get in the guy's way and just slow him down. And, you know, for some of our guys that are skilled players, that's the messaging. And I think for them that's refreshing sometimes, knowing that they don't have to go out there and, and, and try to run around and, and create energy that way. They just got to get in a guy's way and transition the puck and get an offense. 
You're going to have three first-round picks in the NHL likely over the course of the next three years. Robertson's going in the first round this year. Jake Neighbors played in the uh, U-17 tournament last week. That wrapped up. Uh, he was the fourth overall Bantam pick. And then you got Dylan Genther. Just a uh, quick thought on uh, the reports you got on Neighbors, at because uh, I believe he was the captain of his team or the assistant captain. He was part of the leadership group on his team at the U-17s. Yeah, you know, actually uh, myself and Jamie Porter were down there. I got to see him play a few games, and he, he played really well. His instincts around the net, like that 10-feet area around the net was, was unreal. He, he had a couple goals down there, and I know the – I got to watch the quarterfinal game they played against Finland, and they were down 3 nothing. and Jake had a couple goals, and they had the ability to get it back, get it to a shootout, and unfortunately they couldn't come back all the way. But, uh, no, he's definitely a guy NHL guys are extremely excited about. Um, reports were great from under 17. Anytime that you're getting the nod to, to wear a, a letter for, for your group at that level, you know, you're a pretty exceptional person, and, uh, you know, he brings a lot of those good Good personality traits and instincts to our group here in Edmonton, too. Uh, Ginther is very young, uh, but where are we at in terms of what you're seeing there? Yeah, Gunther got to play a few games with us, played in Regina. Right. Uh, so he got those two games in, and he, he looked good. I think Regina maybe a little bit nervous this first game, which is understandable, but uh, in Swift Currents, he's, for his age, you wouldn't really think he's 15 there on the ice other than the fact he's wearing a cage. Um he had a couple chances, and his ability with his big body and his puck skills, he can protect the puck so well down low, and, and he's extremely difficult to defend. And, I mean, his biggest upside is his shot and his ability to get his shot off. From the amount of goals that he puts up in the sports school league, it's uh, you know something that we know is coming here to our group eventually. But uh, first two first two games with him getting on the road with the group and getting those games in, I think he really enjoyed that, and we, we look forward to getting him in here. Edmonton, home at some point. Edmonton Oil Kings President General Manager Kurt here Kurt Hill. The Oil Kings are eight zero and one in their last nine games. They lead the WHL in goals scored. What's the schedule like this weekend, Kurt? Yeah, we're back off to Lethbridge Friday, uh, play there Friday night, and then we're back home to host Kelowna on Saturday. So sure. really looking forward to that. I think the PR team's got a big Wizards and Witches night for the kids and anyone coming out to the rink. So it should be a great night. All right, uh, Dylan Cousins, uh, consensus top six pick for the upcoming draft with Lethbridge on Friday night and then Nolan Foote whose uh, father Adam Foote's now the head coach he replaced uh, Jason Smith the former Oiler as uh, head coach with your old team the Kelowna Rockets on Saturday at Rogers Place Kurt best of luck this weekend thank you for your time okay, thanks a lot Bob Take you care. bet yep that's Kurt Hill it's 120 in Edmonton and uh, yeah they're leading the league in goals I thought they might be able to do that next year at this time, like just because there is a cyclical nature in junior hockey. But, uh, wow, they got some exciting guys. And they could have three first-round picks in the three. I mean, Robertson's going in the first round for sure. Uh, Neighbors, I'd say he's going in the first round. Jake Neighbors, fourth overall pick. And then Gunther, Dylan Gunther. I always get Andrew Ginther, who is a former wide receiver for the Alberta Golden Bears football team, and Dylan Gunther, Gunther, Gunther. Um, but anyways, Gunther was the number one pick overall in WHL Madam Draft, and he's got a lot of offensive skill, and that's the way the game's going. We are going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll get to... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. To our Heartland Ford text line, we'll get interactive. Some thoughts on Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid playing together. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. One twenty-three in Edmonton. Brandon, you had a question. Yeah, Bob. I just I was curious what your thoughts are because you mentioned the cyclical nature of junior hockey, and a lot of the time that involves trading the guy at the pinnacle of his career to kind of recoup for the next part of that cycle. Do you see that with the Oil Kings and Trey Fixelansky? Oh, I think they. I, I can't see them trading Fixel. I could be wrong. I mean, I haven't spoke to. To me, they haven't made the playoffs the last couple of years. I, I think you'd want to run it as much as possible. They're going to make the playoffs this season. They're going to want to get that experience. I'd actually go the other way. I mean, they've had some high picks the last couple of years. I might be, I mean, I don't know what the depth of the that you know, the WHL Bantam draft is, but maybe you're willing to give up a, and I, I don't even know, maybe they've already traded their second round. I don't think they have, but maybe you add, because they've got an open 20-year-old spot. But maybe add another piece, and they've had some injuries on the fence. Maybe there's a team that's fallen out of it. But I can't see them giving up Fix Wolanski. But he would be—that's a fair question because you would have to think there would be substantive assets that you could uh, acquire for him. But I think they want to get as much playoff experience as possible for the young team. If you're saying to me, "Is he going to be back next year?" No. I mean, it would be his 20-year-old season next year. I would be. I think he's going to be. Well, you never. You never know. He's kind of a tweener, but uh, he's. You know, is that a guy that likely ends up in the American Hockey League next year? Probably. One twenty-five at Edmonton. Let's do it. It's time to go to our Heartland Ford text line. By the way, this is this is how the show works. I just got a text from uh, a individual that works for another Western Hockey League organization. Just on your question, he says, "No way are the Oil Kings selling. The Oil Kings have too good of a team. If anything, they will be buying." So that comes from one of the Oil Kings competitors and somebody that is in a management role in the league. So, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, you can text us at six thirty six thirty on our Heartland Ford uh, text line. Here we go. Uh, Bob, the Oil Kings record this year is inflated because the Central is the worst division in the league. Look what happened when they went out to play the U.S. division. The Hitmen and Kootenai are awful, and the rest of the teams are mediocre at best. Edmonton has some really good young guys, though, and should be good in a couple years. Uh, again, they didn't have they didn't have Matthew Robertson for all six games they played when they did that U.S. trip, and they lost Will Warm. So they lost two of their top 4D, and they lost at least, at least three one-goal games on that trip. So, you know, you lose at that level. Hey, you guys that listen to the show and gals that listen to the show, you know hockey. Some of you know a hell of a lot more about hockey than I do. At least that's what I say on the air. I don't know whether or not I actually believe that at the end. I'm just kidding. But where I'm going with this, you lose two of your top 4D in any league, you're hurting for certain. Okay? And they lost. 
uh, you know, Robertson, that was a big loss. Now they get Matt Robertson back here, and suddenly they've banged off an 8-0 and one run. Is the Central Division in a down cycle? I think that's a fair assessment. I think the Central Division is in a down cycle. You know what else? That uh, Eastern Division isn't a strong. I mean, Swift Current's in a full-blown rebuild as they, they went for it last year. Regina kind of went for it last year. Moose Jaw kind of went for it last year. And Prince Albert is ridiculous. They've lost one game all year. I think they're 16-1. and one. So there's one really good team in the Eastern Conference of the Western Hockey League. Again, you can uh, text us. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Uh, Bob, tell Dan Tenser to get back to work. It wasn't Dan by the way, who works for the Saskatoon Blades. But, uh, you know, I, I hope he's... He got married, so I hope he's doing well. Him and Colin Priester and the folks over at Saskatoon. They, uh, Steve Hogel, who was a terrific boss back in the day when he worked for us with the Oilers organization here. Uh, <laughs> wow, do we want to take this text out of uh, Camrose? Ron from Camrose. Bob, never quit on Finns. They never quit. And he wants to educate me on uh, World War II, uh, the Winter War, 39-40, and they took it to the Russians. Uh, And we know what the Swedes did with uh, the Nazis. Okay, well, yeah, okay. That was sort of a bit of uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, if I recall as well. We'll get to some more texts coming up. It's 1228 at Edmonton. Off to a uh, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, who's a huge fan, not just to Brigham Young football, but the girl with the dragon tattoo as well. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.